You're listening to episode 86. Welcome to Eco Chic, the podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura Diaz, and I am happy to have you here. Today's episode is a little bit different. It's coming out on a Thursday, and today's episode is going to be the first of a starter pack episode series. I don't know if we should call it a series because they're not going to come out all at once, but it's essentially a style of episode that I'd like to put out that is like a 101 introduction episode to a particular topic. So what we're going to do is we're going to give a nice overview of whatever the topic is that we're talking about that particular day. And then towards the end, I will go ahead and refer you to other episodes where you can get more information, more in depth on any particular detail that you'd like to learn more about. If you find this episode helpful at all, please go ahead and leave a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Hit me with those five stars. I really appreciate it. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you want to talk, if you want to connect at all, at Podcast on Instagram is by far the easiest way to get in touch with me. My personal page is also always linked in the show notes is at Laura E. Diaz. Or if you're so inclined, you can also email me, Laura at LauraEDiaz.com. Again, all of those things always in the show notes. We are starting off the starter packs with one of my very favorite topics, actually one of the topics that inspired this whole podcast in the first place, and that is the concept of zero waste. If you are looking to take charge of your environmental footprint, if you're new to the green movement, zero waste is a great concept to get familiar with because I feel like it's a buzzword that's getting thrown around quite a bit right now. So let's just start with defining this. What is zero waste? Zero waste is basically a set of principles for waste prevention with the ultimate goal of no waste being sent to a landfill. Essentially, someone who lives a zero waste lifestyle is one in which they do not produce any trash. That's the ultimate goal. Of course, there's a lot of things that prevent that from happening. There's medical waste and other random things, but the ultimate goal is to make no trash. I personally like the term low waste. I think that's a lot more accepting. It feels a little bit more attainable in my personal opinion. So just the idea that you are cutting down on the waste that you're producing as much as possible for your particular lifestyle. So that being said, in this episode, I may interchangeably use the terms zero waste and low waste just because that's personally how I see the concepts. The next question is going to be, why should you want to live a low waste or zero waste lifestyle? The easy answer is that reduce, reuse, recycle, the triangle essentially that we are all familiar with is actually a hierarchy. So the first thing that you should aim to do with your waste is reduce the amount of waste that you're producing. And then you want to reuse as much as you can so that you're not acquiring more into your life and producing more waste. Recycling should be your very last resort when it comes to dealing with your trash. Some people also like to add repair and rot and call these the five R's of waste. So reduce, repair, reuse, rot, recycle. We will be discussing those two additional later on. But let's first just start with like the very, very basics. If you want to start taking charge of your waste, if you want to start lessening the amount of waste that you produce, the best place to start is going to be with the big four. So the big four are items that are coming into your life that are regularly producing waste. So this is water bottles, coffee cups, shopping bags, and straws. I'm going to go ahead and suggest a really easy way to make sure that you are always prepared for these situations is just always make sure that you have your reusable option on hand. If you know that you like to run out for a midday coffee break, 
leave a reusable coffee mug at your desk at work. It never goes home with you. It never gets in your car, whatever. It's always sitting at your work desk. So if you're ever in the situation where you want to run out for a coffee, you have your coffee mug ready to go. The same thing with a shopping bag. If you know that you are someone who frequently just passes by the grocery store and thinks, oh, maybe I should pop in for something, having a reusable grocery bag in your car is going to ensure that you're never caught without one and forced to acquire a plastic shopping bag. Straws are probably the easiest of the big four to really stray away from when it comes to plastic and just consumption in general because straws are something that the majority of us do not necessarily need. Of course, there's situations where you're just going to want a straw if you have maybe like a really big glass or if you're drinking like a thick smoothie or something along those lines. But for the most part, straws are the easiest to refuse because most people don't need to buy anything to replace a plastic straw. Now, let's go back to those extra two R's of repair and rot. The concept of repairing something as a zero waste principle is essentially just encouraging you not to toss something if you can fix it. Learn to sew on a button. If you have an appliance that's acting up, try to replace a part before sending it entirely to a landfill. Be resourceful with what you have and be creative with what you have. Have solutions on hand in order to fix problems so that you're not constantly replacing items that don't always need to be replaced. And then the other R is going to be rot, which essentially is referring to composting. Food in a landfill does not biodegrade. I think this is a very common misconception, but food needs oxygen in order to break down. And if you have food tied up in a plastic trash bag, it doesn't have that oxygen. So it's actually going to be producing methane when it's breaking down. It's not biodegrading naturally. So what's the big deal? Methane is 24 times more harmful than carbon dioxide when it comes to warming our atmosphere. Methane is a major greenhouse gas that is very, very keenly responsible for global warming. And composting is actually one of the easiest personal things you can do to reduce your carbon footprint overall. It's actually the number two most effective solution when it comes to reducing your carbon footprint and the number four overall thing that we can be doing to lessen our climate impacts is composting and diverting as much food from landfills as possible. That's a stat that comes from Project Drawdown. If you're interested in learning more about climate solutions, Drawdown is a great organization to look at for research-based solutions. Another big pillar when it comes to the zero waste movement is just the concept of taking things out of the waste stream. This kind of goes along with the repair principle, but taking things out of the waste stream for the most part just means shopping secondhand, thrifting when possible. You don't necessarily need to buy something brand new and use up new resources. If you are looking to reduce your overall waste, it's also a really great option to look at an item that is already in the waste stream that you could give a new life. Maybe you, again, are sewing on a new button or you are changing the color or doing something to make it more personal. One man's trash is another man's treasure. That's really where the zero waste movement likes to take charge. So the nice thing about most of these items and most of these practices is that you shouldn't really have to buy anything for your zero waste lifestyle. And if you do have to buy one thing, if you want to just go ahead and invest and make yourself a more sustainable person right off the bat, the one thing I always suggest is produce bags, reusable produce bags. This is essentially replacing those plastic bags you get at the grocery store that maybe you're like putting your bananas in a plastic bag, an onion, tomatoes, things like that. If you are just using that plastic bag to carry your produce home, 
it's kind of a silly way to acquire plastic in your life. Maybe you're already bringing your reusable shopping bag to the grocery store, but then you're filling it with tons of other little plastic bags. So I think that reusable produce bags are a great place to start if you're really interested in purchasing something for this lifestyle. If you're interested in supporting the show, I have produce bags available at totallyecochic.com. They're really cute little canvas bags. But in general, produce bags are a great place to start because they're just continuing to add to that reduction of waste when it comes to bags. Other helpful episodes, if you are interested in learning more about zero waste and how you can reduce your personal waste footprint are going to be linked in the show notes. You can just go on whatever podcast app you're listening on and go to this particular episode. And I'll have episodes linked on composting, on tips for thrifting, how to shop package free, and how to recycle almost anything. Basically, any previous episode on this podcast will be really helpful in encouraging you to think more deeply about your environmental footprint. That's all I have for the starter pack episode. I hope this was really helpful and like a good bite-sized introduction to the zero waste movement and a zero waste lifestyle. Congratulations on just wanting to go down this journey. It's been really rewarding for me. I really enjoy it. And I hope those other episodes are really good resources for you. Thanks so, so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you really soon.